triumph in the trap. This is for the dog. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? Hey, I play chess, but only in 4D. I'm by myself, but they think I'm 4D. When they see me online, they think they know me. Go ahead, like, and subscribe. You gotta show me. I applied pressure and they tried to reject it. Clearly, ain't see I was a diamond, so they didn't accept it. Told me I was a failure, so I said, F it. Might even start my own school and teach them a lesson. Yeah, I'ma call it South Harmon. Huh. Fly down south and get the south popping. <laughs> One day, I'ma give you a walkthrough and introduce you to this walk too. <laughs> I know you lost, that's just dynasty talk Cause you can't start no franchise without no dynasty talk I took a break from the game, they throw my dynasty stop Till I came back like Wimbyama, I feel like Coach Pop I can't say that I'm the GOAT, cause you ain't gonna agree But if I own my own farm, I can make the GOAT Me, the ladies love the beard, and they used to love the goatee That's when I was a lamb, burning music on CDs I wasn't born in 88 December 87, I was 16 days away Might fly to Dallas, why not? I just got paid today When I land this dirt statue, I came to fade away Check the timeline for the stories and the play-by-play My life a Patreon link, you gotta pay to play I worked 16 hours, boy, that's an 88 X-Factor like Dez Brian, my boy 88 Why dream light when you living like a heavyweight? This ain't a one-week thing, we grind like every day They know my destination, Devi, like I I hang with Ray. If they ain't know my name, I bet they know my name today. Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day. And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way. They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm layaway. Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harm, and I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harm, and I'm glad you're here today. Hit that Patreon link if you're here to stay, huh? Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. <laughs> Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. That might be the longest intro in the entire space, and people might complain, but they can get bent, man. I don't care. That's going to play the full time every time. Shout out to our man Fizzle for that incredible song. I seen it in the chat, too, right? We're doing 4D live for the first time ever. I seen it in the chat, too. Like, it hits even harder on auditorium speakers than they because we probably played that song, I don't know, 200. 300 times this past weekend, man. I mean, I, I could probably do the whole thing. Um, that's, how, that's how many times we played it. Like, start to finish. Easy. For sure. So, for sure. I'm man, on the airplane riding home listening to it, bro. <laughs> man, that, that was so good. And uh, Fizzle, man, keep showing love. It was a great weekend with uh, with him. But, yeah, man, had to get the intro right for the first ever, not the first podcast of 4D, but the 4D Chess no. Dynasty Football Podcast is now on South Harmon well, Radio. I like to think of it like tonight's the night of the Phoenix, right? Like rising from the ashes, the 4D pod rising from the ashes, the rebirth, right? And all is glorious. And the same thing, buddy, if you could tell, this is the first drink I had (laughs) since I left your crib. I can't. Oh, man. I needed I needed days off, buddy. I feel you, buddy. <laughs> I needed days M- off. McNutted, McNutted, Professor McNutted needed that, um, what do you want to call it? He, need, he needed that summer break, if you will. I did, I did. So for the first 4D, Adam, right, we're, we're doing live, so we'll get some chat interaction in here, but really we're still going to do it just like we do all the 4D pods because that's what yeah. we named, made our bread and butter, right? That's, uh, that's our name and game. Adam, I kind of wanted to get back to basics for the first one, right? And I want to keep it nice and simple. I I took a lot from Scott on Destination Dynasty this week. I took a lot from it about the new influx of dynasty players, right? How do we cultivate this dynasty? And and for you guys out there who are diehard listeners, right? I'm still going to keep that that high-level strategy because that's what makes us different. But I also got to think about, like, the new people coming in. like, And I think that's one thing we've always been able to do very well is – uh. 
I think we're good at this, Adam, but I also think we're very good at talking like the average person, right? And not getting too high level on it where you go, I don't understand. I'm a big dummy at heart, so I want to keep it very simple. But for the people out there listening to it, go, man, I don't know if we go back to basics. I really like this high warp thing. Think about this. The more people that come into the dynasty space, Adam, not only is it good for content creators because there's more more eyes, more people who need this information, but think about the average dynasty player. Like if we we didn't do content and all with all our leagues that we do, there's more fish in the sea, buddy. There's more there's more people out there that we can take their money off of. And ultimately in dynasty football, that's exactly what I want to do. No cap there. I want to take their money every single year, year after year, until they just go, all right, I'm peacing out. I'm leaving the league. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. You guys have built such a dynasty. But for the new people who tap in, who choose South Harmon as the place to be, as the place to get their information, we want to make you successful. We want you to be the ones who are taking other people's money. So, Adam, I think tonight we get back to a little bit of basics. And what's more basic than you and I talking about tearing down or when to up tier? Right? I don't get the nickname uh, Tear Down King on, on Twitter for nothing. Sorry. Listen, X. and, uh, and that wasn't, you know, I was there. That was a gift to him. Uh, Dynasty Degenerates. Man, you know what, Mike? It feels good to say that um, and have it on, you know, camera. You can see me. Dynasty Degenerates. Yeah, yeah gonna be, that'll be fun. Let's do, a tier, let's do a tier down, tier up episode. When to tier up, when to tier down. I, I like that. I think that um, one of the things, though, is, as the space continues to evolve, uh, managers are going to be listening to people in general are going to be listening to all kinds of different creators. There's more tools in general, right? The warp tool we have, there's all kinds of things that are going to be able to help you basically set lineups, get more efficient. But I also think just keep in mind right now, when we think about this, it's the off season. I understand that when football starts being played is immediately there's an, there's another edge for the human element, right? Like people are just going to start doing things against process, even if they say they have the process because guys will get hurt. Guys that no one expected to are going to pop off. There's just, that's what makes it so fun in the end of the day. But yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. All right. So first off, just generally, Adam, mm-hmm. to you, what's a teardown? Like what's a teardown? Um, I think it could go a lot of different ways for me. I think for the average person listening and for anyone that probably thinks about what a teardown is in its most simple elementary form, you're basically going from player, whatever it is, player X, and that's in tier one or two. You're going to be basically going down a tier or two or three to pick up an additional asset or more. Um, so in a teardown sense, a lot of people like to say that it's tearing down, but staying in the same position. For me though, I can get, I can view a teardown where I don't have to stay necessarily in that same position, if that makes sense. So um, I think I, in, in the generic sense, though, the easiest way to think about it is you're going from a, a tier two, let's call it, down one, two, three, four tiers, and you're picking up an additional asset to do so. The the easiest way definitely is just staying within the same tier, right? Like stay, or uh, set, same position, staying yeah. with same position. Right. Uh, it gets a little more convoluted when you kind of got a match of values of like what the quarterback and wide receiver correlation would be. But that's where ADP can kind of help you. You can kind of get an idea of it. But the easiest, most simpler form is is – the the ultimate thing and where we started this whole tear down came at what adam it was wide receivers wide receiver yeah wide receivers and and why talk to right well i mean why did it why did it lend itself so pertinent to wide receivers is because that position is by far and away the deepest position in all of dynasty right you have a handful of tight ends that you care about and if you're if you're a high level player and you're following all the warp right there there's very few that you actually care about you might have one or two and the Mm -hmm. rest you go Eh, I don't really give a shit, right? right. I don't care. Yep. Running back situation has become so murky with contracts, injuries, the way people view them or value them generally in Dynasty that that's become bad. And the the elite quarterbacks have separated themselves so far from the rest of the pack. So wide receiver is probably the only position right now in Dynasty where you look at it and you go, yeah, there's a couple of elite guys, right? There's a couple like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Like you really like those guys, but the next tier like becomes massive. And the tier after that is big. And the tier after that is big. And it goes so deep where tearing down at wide receiver was the simplest and most easiest form. So let's talk about that. We're not going to talk league settings just yet and and the difference to it. But tearing down at wide receiver. So, for example, Adam, if you have a rank or your personal ranks, for those of you listening, if you have a rank of a wide receiver in the same tier as another one, let's say uh, A.J. Brown and Stephon Diggs for me. 
five and six back to back. Okay. They're still in the same tier for me. And that tier goes all the way down to wide receiver 12. That starts a brand new tier. If I was going to tear down from AJ Brown or Stefan Diggs to say Devonte Adams, who I like, but because of the quarterback situation, the whole thing being in, you know, Vegas with Eric Sky, Aiden O'Connell, <laughs> like, or Jimmy G, if that's the case, it just doesn't feel as certain, right? As a guy sure. who's tied to Jalen Hurts or, or Josh Allen, right? For a production sure. standpoint. Yep. If you were going to do that, just generically without league settings, if you're only going to go to the beginning of the next year that you had, you know, it doesn't have to be these exact players, but let's just use them as an example. What are you looking to get on top? Like, what are some of your options? I mean, are, so this is specifically right here. You're talking A.J. Brown down to Devontae Adams? Let's go A.J. Brown to, to Devontae Adams. You're going you're gonna to tear down, quote-unquote. Well, I'll say this. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it in a generic lens, but I, let me just say, let me preface by saying there would be certain builds that I would be not loving getting an asset that old. But if we just right. talk about it from more of a value standpoint, um, if I'm going to go from A.J. Brown down to Devontae Adams – the, the goal here, right, and the reason I would do something like this is I'm probably going to be a contender, and then I'm basically thinking that even though the window's shorter for Devontae Adams, his dynasty value, I might be able to get you know similar production or possibly even better, um, and then also pick up an additional asset. I think because of the age here, the, this is going to be one of those teardowns where you're not likely to get a first. Um, someone maybe mm. would do it. If I could get a first, I'm doing it probably almost anywhere. Uh, universally, I think I might do that for a first yeah second round pick is where like i i know maybe you you might be more comfortable with that depending on what the league is i might hesitate a little more just to get a second so i think i'm probably going to end up trying to get a player in this range where it's more than a second round pick and maybe not quite a generic first but let's say it's another receiver or something like that as the uh the, the plus asset like would that would that player generally for me this is just how i do it but i'm going to ask you to your opinion sure. on it so if we're using the scenario of A.J. Brown for Devontae Adams and you want another player on top of it, right? Mm -hmm. Not just a draft pick because a draft pick, in all reality, right, most leagues independent. If you if you told me I can go to A.J. Brown to Devontae Adams and you were going to give me a first on top, like I'm, I'm making that bet. Like sure. I, I will make that bet, right? It's a two for one. It's what Scott Connor calls a leverage deal. You have all the leverage on the side where, you know, maybe Devontae Adams doesn't outscore A.J. Brown, but like you said, he comes close. Maybe mm -hmm. gets 80, 90%, and you pocket the first, right? right. You, you kind of you, right. you keep treading water, but you're getting an extra asset on top. I would say if that if that doesn't come to fruition, right, you, you can talk about a second, and, and all that really becomes like how deep is your league, right? You start to get all the context that needs to matter on that. But if it's for another player, Adam, if the if the it's not a shallow lineup league, a start eight, start nine, you know, heaven forbid one of those start sevens that we get on the AMA for questions sometimes. If it's not one of those, it's a start ten and eleven, Adam, like anybody in that that tier four for me. So that tier four is like DJ Moore all the way down to Deontay Johnson. You want to throw them on top of Devontae Adams? Again, I feel like I'm getting the leverage deal, right? I'm doing the same exact thing, kind of what you said where I think they're all worth more than a, a second and, and maybe kind of in that range of a back end first, depending on how you want to view them. So I think that's another way to kind of just leverage the position and do a teardown without actually involving draft picks. Because to be honest, some of these leagues we play in and some people we play against, they diamond hand the shit out of their draft picks. Like any time a pick's included, they, they lose their mind. <laughs> like I can't do this. I can't do this. And yeah, they're clamping and right, up. Right. And rightfully so. Like, remember when we first started, people throw them things around like hotcakes, right? Like, I don't sure. give a shit. I'll, I'll trade twenty twenty eight first if I got <laughs> Like, F them picks. We're throwing them out, boy. Yeah. So getting the player is also a good one. And and you kind of touched on it when we started, too. Like, it doesn't always have to be another wide receiver if you don't want. You can sure. kind of just do the same thing. Maybe, uh, maybe you needed a little tight end depth. Like, for me, if I were to look at it, I'd go Devontae Adams in a tight end premium league. Like, give me another one of them tight ends and like that Njoku down to, I don't know, maybe like my boy Jawan Johnson or, or Sammy Laporta. Like, give me another one of those guys in a tight end premium league and I could build some tight end depth. I still go with that 80, 90% theory of, of, of approaching what AJ Brown was going to give me. And plus, I build some back end depth. So, doing it cross position actually does work, at least for the plus, quite easily because that's an easier one to figure out than trying to figure out the actual cross position value on the sure. down tier. 
Sure. Yeah. I think, I think, um, I'll just cover then for me where if you, we're going to stay in the tear down lens for right now. Uh, at least I'm going to talk on the tear down lens. So let's say you're in a, you're in a situation where you, you clearly are looking to either acquire more dynasty value or your team, you just don't quite feel has enough threshold receivers. You need some extra, um, liquidity. You, you need to add a little more security, right? So that, that that's why you're doing this. And I think you got to understand the league format um, to, to really know where you should be going with it and how far to go down and what the, the pluses should be. But I do, I do think that you got to keep in mind when you make these type of trades, like what is the value coming back and what is the league format for me? And then am I just getting dynasty value back? Like how, how good is the market on this? That's one of the things about, you know, picks it's, those picks are liquid, man. There's only 12 of them in the first round in a 12 team league, right? There's only so many of them. So when you go to market, it, they're only going to go up in value typically, unless we're changing it from a generic to 111, 112. That, that's the only time where a pick value on a trade market might come down. So um, I, I think it's, it's important to understand what the assets are that you're obtaining back. And one of the things I've been burnt on initially is like, okay, I'm getting all this value back. You know, you get two, three receivers back, you get this big tear down and you're netting like, Oh my gosh, look at all this value. But if you're in a start 10, you, you, you took four pieces. So you're adding your roster spots and which one of these guys are you going to start? And which one of these guys can you trade later? Right? So it's, I, I think the art is understanding the format and then saying, where am I comfortable? So for example, what's the tight end premium, right? So look in your league and say tight end premium. I'll typically look at the warp chart and be like, you know what? Like, this is one of those leagues that the warp is not very good on the tight end. That tight end line's hovering way down too far. That that's not even something unless I'm getting a Kelsey or an Andrews or somebody like that, where I even care in a lineup league. Right. right. So I think I, I think I think the big thing is understanding your league, understanding where you're willing to go in value to extract the tier down. Um, is one is one way to make sure you're not screwing it up because I think all the time you you see tier down offers and trade trades talk and our advice channel and stuff and a lot of it's going to come down to understanding your league and the market and if you can start there you'll have a, ba- a much better basic understanding of what should i be tearing down to um is it okay to get a tight end and back should i be looking for a running back well maybe but are you better off with just keeping the stable you have and churning value um as opposed to taking it on a, on a face of a receiver that's a top 10 guy so th- those are the things i think you got to keep in mind when you do tear down so let's let's shift into formats, man, and let's go through a few of them because mm-hmm. we're going to highlight some of the differences. What sounds like a good trade in one is a horrible trade in another. And this is also, again, I'm just kind of scrolling Twitter here while I was at work, and Scott Connor was uh, posting some questions, right? Like, which side would you want in this trade and doing some yeah. hypotheticals? And it makes a massive difference, right? It really does, depending on the format that you play. So, Adam, let's go, uh, let's go with one QB, right? Okay. And I'm gonna high, I'm gonna highlight one QB leagues is the fact that a lot of these first just don't mean a lot to me. Now I don't play in them, but you have to remember that just about every draft class you're gonna have, if it's a good one, minus uh, the one we started this show on and tried to hype up, uh, is gonna have quarterbacks, right? And it's probably gonna have two, three, maybe four quarterbacks that are gonna go in the first round of your rookie drafts and are gonna matter, which makes those picks and makes everything else makes the whole first round much better, right? Because you get four extra players. You don't get that luxury in a one QB league, right? You're not going to have quarterbacks going in the first round of your rookie draft, or you shouldn't, I would say. You probably shouldn't have people investing in them. Um, not everyone hopefully listens. Not. Hopefully Yeah, not. hopefully not. But So first round picks are a little bit more devalued in those one QB leagues. Outside of those, outside of those like make it or break it, like Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, like type players, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a guy who who's going to be highly valued. It doesn't matter the format. But in Superflex, you have the opportunity of maybe he gets pushed down a little bit farther. Maybe you get a Caleb Williams or Drake May who goes in front of him. Now he's the third pick in a one QB league. Like, doesn't he just look like the locked in 101 at this point in a one QB? There's no question about it at this point. I was literally talking to somebody today who at at work and they play in a one quarterback format and they're asking about the 101. I'm like, listen, in, in one quarterback, like already because of the Superflex. There's not the quarterback like um, juicing up the values yeah. of the picks, right? So you're already starting to think a little more player driven, and you basically the 101 because of Marvin Harrison Jr. is in a one quarterback format. 
I mean, it's liquid gold. Like he, he's right now that that player, that one hundred one pick. If if you were to tell me, tell someone right now, it's a one hundred one. That that moves mountains. Where generic first in that type of a format does not. So understanding how big of a difference Marvin Harrison and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase types are going to be in a league like that. Garrett Wilson's like those players are going to. You're going to have to trade sometimes even more than what you would trade for like a Mahomes in a super flex format because that those are the the players that literally drive the whole league. Right. All right. So let's talk uh one QB 12 team league start nine, right? This is a format we're going to talk about this tier down and I'll go right back to it. 12 AJ team Brown, start nine, one quarterback. Okay. Yep. AJ Brown for Devonte Adams in the first. If you're in this kind of format, how interested are you in Devonte Adams in the first? I gotta know the team. I gotta know what what what's this pick? Like, do, do I have a chance to get high? Otherwise, no, nah, I'm good. Too, so too you're much, hitting too you're, you're hitting up you're hitting up our boys, Dynasty Daddy. You're Dynasty hitting up the Daddy league Simulator. We're right? talking Dynasty Daddy. We're talking League Simulator. If I don't, also I would say this: if it's a first year, I'm, I might even hesitate. Right? Like this is a brand new startup, and it's just right. You have no idea what these managers are going to do and how what the teams look like in the startup could be come playoff time. So like. Inaugural, inaugural league, like I might even hesitate there unless I can look and be like, man, look at all these holes. I just, I don't see how they, they can handle it. Um, but now if it's a league where it's been around, I've seen how these managers are, I'm willing to basically bet against that manager and the team and what he has in assets. Maybe, maybe. But again, like AJ Brown is one of the, I mean, he's going to be one of the top 10 players taken in a, in a startup right now. So if this ends up being like a late first, you are you traded way light. All right, let's uh let's talk about. We'll keep the twelve teams. We'll change it to Superflex. Start okay. now. Okay. Lineup league. AJ Brown for Devontae Adams in the first. How interested are you there? Uh, a lot more interested. I think. I would I would like to see what warp looks like and stuff, but. Right. If we're starting two receivers, I could probably make a trade like that. I could probably afford to do it. Take on that first. Um, Devontae Adams, the shelf life's obviously a lot lower. I'm basically going to bet against a manager. And then I'm going to try to use an idea for me is I'm going to try to then now use these first and these other picks, other assets to go find typically in a lineup, start nine like that. You're going to probably have a chance to go maybe buy a quarterback or buy something that's a little higher where AJ Brown is very good. But if you can get yourself to the table of a top six quarterback or maybe you need that elite tight end now you got Adams and you can find a way to go get a Kelsey add more to it to get there but those those are the things I would try to do and where I'm way more interested in lineup start nine super flex than I would be in a one quarterback I'm, I'm with you man if we were to change this to a best ball league from a lineup now how interested are you right does it go pretty, up pretty a little da- pretty, bit more, right? pretty damn interested I mean it's there would be it would be fewer and farther, like times that I would say no to that, it would have to be pretty league specific. Where, like, I it's a shallow like rosters, and I, I th- there's going to be so few times where I don't just take that first, even though there's age issues. The two for one with assets that high, it's just hard to pass up, you know. If it, all right, let's throw. I don't, I don't, I don't know too many people that play in these. I actually, uh, I'd what be is it? Talk to us, man. Well, let's go. Let's go. Twelve team. Okay. One QB, start nine best ball. I know, I know, I know. In the lineup, like I got to know that first is good for me to take it. Exactly what you said. I'm fully on board. But in a best ball league, like a start nine best ball with only one QB, are you in there? Nah, I don't think so. I, I'll be honest. I don't have enough exposure I, to him. I don't. I don't have. I've never given advice on it. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen the league type, but. The way I think about it is obviously you want more depth there. Um, but in that format, I think I'd, I'd almost – I think there's a, re- a realistic chance where I'd be able to just replace um, the additional plus that I'll get in the first elsewhere, whether it's trading you know other picks, other players, going to the waiver wire in that type of a format where you, you lose A.J. Brown. Like let's say you lose Devontae Adams or he, he ends up not playing that well this year and he totally cliffs in value. The difference there, basically, Mike, is it's almost like AJ Brown operates more very close to what like a quarterback does in Superflex because to get those type of assets, it's very very hard to do. So it's not necessarily that whatever Adams and whatever that first, if you can move it uh, against that other team in Best Ball, it's like 
I am risking too much dynasty value that I'll ever get back with normal picks of mine and all these things. So that, that's where for me, that one would be a, little, a lot tougher in one quarterback best ball. How deep would the, the one QB like lineup have to be before you like really, we talking like start 11, start 12, start 13. I mean, we don't got to go crazy like us with like start 16, right? That's kind of ridiculous. We're, we're off the rails with that one, but it's, it's not even that per se. It's it's there. There's nothing else to fill it. Like the whole idea when you get these elite high end picks is they're gonna go probably to the receivers based on the current market that you're in. Yeah. So it's yeah. It, it's not like the shoot. It, yes, you want more players there, but th- the first doesn't necessarily give you that, right? Like because there's no quarterbacks to take it out. Like let's say this is a one twelve. I don't care if we're starting twelve players in this one quarterback. I mean, you're, you're looking at, like, maybe you got Charbonnet. Like, Charbonnet and Devontae Adams for A.J. Brown. I know we have to start more people, but you you may totally nuke that value, man. That that That's the difference right. is the first-round picks just don't have the same allure of, as far as if they hit that top six. You can end up with a six-overall pick and one QB, and you're kind of like, I yeah. don't even know what I want to do, you know? So, so I think a lot of what you're saying, too, is like the biggest difference between Superflex and, and one QB, right? You're talking about these wide receivers, these uh, – shout-out to our Dynasty Trades and Five Guys, right? The hammers. The hammers. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, exactly. The hammers become even more important because there's there's less positions that are – that's not even necessarily true. There's just there's no scarcity in the quarterback, so the hammers well, the, is all that matter. The, the wide receivers are the hammers, right? Correct. But when we get to Superflex leagues, right, they're, Justin Jefferson's a hammer. Jamar Chase may be a hammer. None of the other receivers are in that territory. Sorry, not sorry. What's the hammers? The elite quarterbacks, yes. right? And they they carry so much damn weight. You take away the super flex aspect, you get to the one QB part. It's like you don't have anything else to choose from, right? It's those receivers are those guys who are up there. So, yes, I see exactly what you're talking about. All right, back to super flex. Thank 12 team super Thank flex. Thank goodness. I'm I'm like, man, we're we're going on a new a new hosting site and – we're talking one QB. Let's get I back know. to Superflex, man. Come on. Get, get back to the real leagues. <laughs> yeah, man. What do we got? So we kind of established, like, dependent dependent on your team build, right? Dependent on where you're at. Superflex lineup, start nine. A.J. Brown for Adams in a first. Reasonable, but you, it needs work. Best ball, I think I'm interested in best ball. Yeah. Now let's go to lineup, like, start 12, which is actually pretty common. Like, does that become almost like you feel like you have to in a super flex lineup start one or start 12 to get Devante um, in that first? It, it's – that's about, like, I would say 11 and, and less. I, I don't feel like I have to. I would say 12, I don't necessarily feel like I have to. But when I look at my team, I look at all the other teams, this is one of the formats where depth, like, starts mattering, not to the degree of a best ball, because – for example, the big the big thing when you get to start 12 versus a best ball is the way down the line receivers that you don't ever have to worry about in best ball. Like, I just want them to pop one or two times. You you don't want those guys in lineup. So, it's it, it's uh, roster construction has to look very different, but your depth does matter. So, for example, you're going to want instead of five or six threshold receivers, you're probably going to want more like eight. So, that's where, to answer your question, it, it doesn't make me feel like I have to, but I have to have an honest, like – assessment of my team like can I really say no to this and it yeah if you can like if you already have six or seven threshold receivers is there a way that you can maybe say okay if I take Adams on can I get something else back or can you add to that or can I get you know a, a player in a different range than uh, just this first like maybe you can shoot higher on their board so it the 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 two for one when we get to start 12 start 13 and line up it, it means a lot more for me anyway the way I like the dynasty and if we change that to a best ball league now, those are instant smashes for me. No question about it. I don't I don't think yeah. twice about it. I just do it. I do it. If I'm moving down one tier at a position. For, for a first, you're saying, though, right? For a first. Other, yeah. than, other than moving down at quarterback, right? Quarterback is probably the only one where I go, I need to evaluate. How, because there's a big difference between I say one tier at him, but let's say it's uh, the end of my tier in a super flex league like Kyler, Dak, Tua, A-Rich, and I got to move down one tier. Well, that next tier also contains guys like Kenny Pickett and Jared Goff. <laughs> and I go, th- that one tier is actually a pretty 
big damn jump at, at most other positions mm-hmm. it's not it's for not sure. that big they're, they're not sure. separated by that much so that's mm-hmm. probably the craziest thing you know best ball league like start 12 12 team super flex yeah i take those trades all the time and well, if you don't believe me send them to me i'll accept them immediately well i guess <laughs> just th- th- this is where christian's on uh you know, here's where we're going here's where we're heading with christian's let, let's get off of the let's get off of the first for a second right? yes because we all say we all agree there where how crusty are you willing to get is the question this is literally going to be what mine is so let's say the first is not on the table but they're wanting to go from their Devonte adams to your aj brown let's keep it in that lane so it's start 12 best ball and let's say just for the sake of argument we got 30 roster spots so talk to them where, where are you going like what type of receiver what, what type of a player value back are you willing to take in this uh like you got to take it any second or an Another receiver, if we just want to keep in that range, all the way down to like my tier six. Give us some names just for the you don't have so to my the tier, rankings, but my tier six includes a couple guys that are are three guys. The top three guys in this tier are all perennially undervalued and 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 dissed on in Dynasty, right? And you, I think you could agree: Lockett, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, all three of those guys. Easy smashes for me. You're taking, but them. but like some of the other guys in there, you know how much I. Don't really enjoy Gabe Davis. He's in that tier. Mike Williams, Darnell Mooney. Got a couple of younger guys in Jaden Reed and Jonathan Mingo. So are you saying? Well, hold on, just for clarity for everyone listening. Are you saying like Gabe, like Tyler Lockett, Brandon Cooks? Those are smashes. You're saying, right? Yeah, no question. What about, about Gabe? So you're saying Gabe Davis is in a smash? It, it wouldn't be for me. It's a smash, but you know what I mean. Like if I tell you just independent, really of league size. Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks are no doubters for me just because of the production profile of those type of guys. Mm-hmm. But this tier, this is why it's in a tier because they kind of all value them the same. Like those guys are three at the top, not quite in, good enough to get into the next tier for me, but like they just by default kind of fall into this tier. So okay. like this also includes Juju. You know, it's like kind of my guy uh, at this point, Elijah Moore, who I still kind of like. But this is a tier. Any one of those guys in that tier, I'm good. I'm good. Like Devontae Adams and one of those wide receivers for my A.J. Brown in a 12-team start 12 best ball league, super flex best ball, smash. Done. Done deal. Okay. And this is basically you're saying like universal, like there's no yeah. no caveat you're doing it. No. I'm in. Okay. Mm. I, I, I would say like a, there's going to be a lot of times where I would agree. Um I would say more often than not, I'm probably going to take the tier down here. I I think there comes, there, there does become some caveats for me. I think it, it kind of depends on a few things. I would say probably, gosh, I I don't know, 90% or more. So the, the, we're talking, let's just understand everyone. I'm telling you about a a 10% of the time or less. So you don't have to focus too much on this, but this is where I think I would look at warp personally, Mike. And, and, and let me just tell you, this is where warp has kind of opened my eyes on some of this stuff. And I'll tell you why I mean that. So let's say, for example, you're saying you're going to get Devonte Adams and you're going to get uh, Brandon cooks, right? The idea behind that is now when you make this tier down, you got two shots every week versus one, right? You also have, yep. you also have two chances of a player getting injured. You still got one left. Whereas if AJ Brown, who has, you know, had knee issues and other things, if he's gone, you're at zero versus two if it goes wrong, right? So there's a lot of pluses there on that side. But, like, for example, I'm looking at one of these leagues in Warp um, that I'm in, and it's literally this. It's a 12-team uh, Superflex, best ball, star 12, and, you know, there's thirty, there's 32, I think, roster spots. So but he, the thing for me here is I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain this. So you're looking at, like, a guy like Zay Jones is at one last year. Now, obviously, you, you can't necessarily predict what Zay Jones is going to do last year. Mm. But let's say, like, Tyler Boyd, all basically the difference in wide receiver 18 to 24 versus the difference to 48 here is almost nothing. You're looking at, like, 0.5 to 0.8. So the reason I say that is there might be an opportunity for you to pick up, uh, like, a bunch more receivers on either the waiver wire or in a different trade because the difference is this. You, you can lose A.J. Brown in a – injury he, he he's probably not going to beat both of those guys if they play well and are healthy but the scenario of those guys are what Adams and Cooks Cooks already has doubters because of his age Adams definitely has this age thing so if they both are healthy 
there's there's a scenario where those two guys don't have the same market. So I think I, there, there's going to be certain league types, certain builds that I have where I have a bunch of roster, like I already have a bunch of depth, where I might actually be cool on that. Is, is kind of my point. I think it depends a little bit on the league. But I'm, again, this is more of a specific lens. There's 90% of the time or more, I'm probably going to take the two for one. And I'm going to do this over and over and over again. So even though on a specific level, I might not feel the greatest about it, I'm doing this in, with the idea of doing it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Now my depth is it's flush where it may not have been out of the startup. And, and and if you've listened to any of our stuff too, we we go pretty in deep about best ball, and we'll also have a you know kind of like a follow up show where we talk about that as well. But best ball specifically, Adam, this is why I say it is because if I can look at a team and I got you know, 10 guys coming off my bench, like my top 10 guys who are sitting on your bench, if you're looking at Sleeper, for example, and I match those up with your 10, I don't care how many A.J. Browns you have. Like if I've got, you know, 10 Brandon Cooks ready to come off the bench or 10 Tyler Lockett's, like those type dudes, I'm going to beat your ass all year. You might get me one game, <laughs> but over the course of a season, which best ball is, it's it's a marathon. It isn't a sure, sprint, right? Sure. And that's... Like, and- like, you're gonna you're gonna get got more times than not. So that's why I say like this is a this is an easy deal for me to to make. But that is as crusty as like I'm willing to go. Like possibly I, I could get a little bit shittier, but like it's got to be really specific. Like I really got to have a good feeling about the the what I'm getting into, right? Or or I'm breaking it down where sure. instead of just one one like Tyler Lockett type, I might be getting two receivers that are you know one more tier down, but I'm I'm getting. Th- you know, three pieces in total in a best ball league. In a lineup league, I don't consider it at all. But in a best ball league, I still play that way. I still look at it and go, for one year, can I make the bet mm-hmm. that even one of these guys mm-hmm. gets 80, 90% of what this one asset does? And if that's the case, then the other two are just ancillary pieces just helping me along, right? They get mm-hmm. in one or two weeks, good. Good. I got more than I, I bargained for out of them. So sure. best ball changes it so much for me. Definitely. Where, you know, to Christian's original question, like how how deep down in the woods are you going to get? In a best ball league, I'll get pretty crusty. <laughs> I will get I, down in the muck. I think, though, like Christian, everybody uh, watching Dynasty Degenerates, I just I think the thing I will say is this. You, you have to be very honest with yourself in – are you going to embrace this process? Because I'm telling you right now, if you do this deal one or two times, you're probably going to end up taking else. You're going to yeah, end up taking yeah. else. So like th- this is where I think you can listen to us and you can like go make that deal and actually screw over your team. Because if you're not going to be active, if you're not going to make a bunch of these deals or you play in an economy, like the market's not going to let you get a bunch of these deals done. That's one of the things Mike, I'm talking about for my lens now. Like I, I make a trade like that one time and I know like the league that I'm in, I'm playing with y'all. You guys are all listening. I'm not. I'm not getting this freaking deal done ten times. It's not happening. I might get it twice, and then I look and like I haven't accumulated the right depth. So, understand your league is a big thing on this, and then also, like, okay, if you're only gonna do it one time, this is why I say this, Mike. Yes, you got those two pieces, but if you stay active on the waiver wire, you're gonna end up finding a Zay Jones type. You can end up finding like legit players in warp week in and week out, you know, that give you similar production to, and give you the same idea as Brandon cooks, but you didn't lose your market value. So the, the big thing I think is, are you going to do this over and over again? And if you, if the answer is yes, and you can Mike, me, you and I both agree completely that you, you will do it more often than not. The problem is I think this is what we got to be real about, man. You have to know your league. This goes back to like Scott's discussion. We have warp tools calculators more content than ever you may not be able to just start tearing down over and over and over again depending on the league you're in and who you're playing with oh that's why we need that influx of new dynasty managers well (laughs) we need those we need more fish in the sea buddy right more fish in the sea it'd be interesting to see too about you know like you you brought up like zay jones and and one of my favorites last year was like Jawan johnson but you know in your your traditional 30-man best ball rosters yeah, like I'm, I'm doing a draft right now that's 14 teams and it's 35 rounds. And Adam, I'm getting to the point where I don't even know some of these people left. Like I'm just, if you got a name I recognize, you're in my queue for these final few rounds. Because uh, yeah, you're just uh, look, you're, let's call it what it is, Mike. You're, you're looking for a warm body. 
you know? Right. I'm just looking for a guy who could fog him. I'm looking for a guy that might be able to step on the field and then we'll adjust from there, you know? Right. But I'm interested in like the 30 man rosters. Like how many of those Zay Joneses were floating out there on waivers or like how many of those guys who are actually on waivers, uh, actually did something in warp. Right. Like I imagine there's probably a couple, but I'm just, I'm interested to see like if we could ever come up with something where it let you know, like how they were rostered. Like that was actually a, a pipe dream or not. No, you, you can go back and if you want to do just individual leagues, you can go back and click on the history of any player data. But you're talking more of a tool that shows us like owner, general, ownership, yeah. rostership first, like relative to last year, like were they yeah. 30% rostered? Yeah, we'd have to probably filter out. You probably have to be able to filter out. But like, dude, I'm just thinking there's so many guys that fit this list. Mac Collins, uh, KJ Osborne, like those are those. Don't, are, Mac Collins is there's a good one. there's yes. so I I just used the one name that I was seeing there. I get the you. warp tool, but there's there's so many guys that if you stay active, and remember this is warp for the full year, like it's not necessarily even just he has to capture warp for the full season. Like you, I need a five week window maybe. I need. Hell, I might need a one week, two week, three week window, right? Correct. Like yeah. that's that's the other big edge in best ball is making sure that you can you can capture that warp without like totally ruining, you know, I wouldn't even say ruin, but if, I think the point is if you, be very careful with how crusty you do get if you're not going to trade over and over. I guess the way so, I'm trying to say it. So this will kind of lead into a different point here. I mean, we're talking the teardown, right? Sure. But we also got to talk the flaws on it. And you're talking about losing this this market value, right? Like losing out on the opportunity because you're going down to something a little bit crustier. You got to think though, like Devonte Adams is still an elite producer and hasn't slowed down yet. Like I rank him below because I have some concerns, but Adam are his concerns in, in reality, any more or less than what we should have with a guy like AJ Brown, like are just player specific no. right here. From, because from, we brought, from, a, from a like play standpoint. No. Yeah. Like, no. Production wise, are they going to give you similar production? I could even argue that you know there's realistic scenario over the next two years. Devonte Adams outscores AJ Brown. Like with, we've with seen Jimmy, it before. With Jimmy G in town, can we get that on record? I'm, I'm not going to put that I, man. I, I ain't I not taking on that's the first why, show. That's why I want to make sure you know we we we, we got to keep McNutted in check now that it's the South Harmon thing. You know? I don't I don't um, fucking want fantasy receipts coming out. No, after but me, all right? no, but I, <laughs> listen. I think this is South from a production standpoint. Not really. I mean, I I do have. Very big hesitations on what the Raiders' offense is going to look like with Jimmy G, or yeah. uh, as Eric would love to say, Aiden O'Connell, right? I, I do think that matters. Uh, I do think the offense is going to be less potent. So there's stuff like that, but like straight up one for one player value valuation, like analysis, no, not, not really. Mm-mm. This year, I'm not that much worried about either one of them. But what I'm speaking to is more of the market value. Like Devontae Adams right now probably does not appeal to a decent amount of players in your league. Straight up. It has nothing to do with what they can do on the field. I agree. Right. There's a scenario where where Devontae Adams, even with Jimmy G, it's hard to honestly say that out loud, but could end up being as as good or in the range of what A.J. Brown is. So, like, on, on that surface, I get it. I know I know exactly what you're saying, right? There's, there's less teams that are interested in Devontae Adams because of the age, right? Sure. But I got to think about it, like, even A.J. Brown, though. Like, he's in that range of guys where – if you're on a rebuilder, like you're okay having AJ Brown, and we will actually tell people, like you're you're not in a hurry to move AJ Brown, right? But I don't think there's a lot of rebuilding teams out there that are in a hurry to go pay the price for a wide receiver. Like well, that's also antithetical to our process is to put all your eggs into one basket, like an AJ Brown, because our process for sure. Because he carries he carries some risk, right? Like he he still carries some risk. I mean, everybody carries risk, but he carries risk at a greater rate than Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase by far, right? Hmm. Like if AJ Brown were to suffer what Jamar Chase did last year with being out for that long at this point with his knee injuries and his history, like his dynasty value really starts eat, eating away. Really, no matter what he does, like depending it's on the he, time he's missing, sure. Like it's something that's hard for him to recover from. That's why I say, like, if it if it's a true teardown for me for my process, that's why I say I'm okay because I look at Devontae Adams. Yes, a little more risky because of the Jimmy G situation, the Aiden O'Connell, what that offense looks like. But A.J. Brown has also got some injury concerns. Like, he has it. Now, I think he's a little less risky, but it is it is like microscopic, right? The I, separation between the two with for, the, the age and the injuries. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't 
I personally would not agree with that statement. Not saying that you can't have that same feeling, but like for me, Devontae Adams gets an injury. <laughs> Y'all remember what Cooper Cup was last year as far as getting rid of him? Y'all couldn't do it. <laughs> right. You are not getting rid of Devontae Adams. And if you go to the market to do that in a best ball league like this, people aren't trying to take Devontae Adams on as a roster spot, honestly, man, for what anywhere near what you think. Brandon Cooks, cooked. Brandon Cooks is absolutely cooked in a scenario like this. A.J. Brown will lose some value. It will suck in whatever time frame that is, but it will bounce back. Those guys will not likely bounce back ever. Do you, do you think so, though? Like, um, this is what I'm asking. Like, I, I've been out here fighting people on DJ Moore for it feels like forever. Yeah. And DJ Moore shares a lot of similarities with A.J. Brown outside of one thing, not injured like A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's a lot sexier and has done more in the splash plays and now has a quarterback last year. And we feel really good about A.J. Brown. But there was a point last year people were trying to dump A.J. Brown actively. Eagles are a bad situation, blah, blah, blah. That kind of turned around. Mm -hmm. That kind of turned around, right? But let's say A.J. Brown, hypothetically, suffers a knee injury, misses, you know, the back half of the season. Oh, is he talking about like the season's over? Yeah. Misses like Cooper Cup. I thought we were talking more in the Jamar Chase role where it's like five to six weeks in the middle of the year. Well, like Cooper Cup, because you brought him up with Devontae Adams. So let's mm-hmm. say the same kind of thing happens to AJ Brown. Misses the back half of the season. Yeah. Like like Cooper Cup. Okay. Now you're now you're looking at a guy who's got multiple knee injuries, who's gonna be twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Like instead of being this guy who we could possibly rank, you know, three to nine, Adam, is he more like nineteen to twenty seven? I don't I don't think so. He's, he's at still- all. He, nah, he's still he's still attached to Philadelphia, which is a high powered offense. Like that's that's the big difference too. There's there's a, a little other factors of just this is the way to understand and and the reason I think I'm talking about it from this lens. It's not. I d- definitely agree. Devontae Adams couldn't end up smashing this year. Absolutely, I, I've been on record. Brandon Cooks, I I like this year. I think he's a value. I'm talking about the way that the community, the market is on people. Like Devontae Smith will get a big. Big bump in value just because AJ Brown's gone. I mean, whether that's right or wrong, who knows? We haven't actually seen Devonte Smith like have a bunch of snaps, so it's the one only. Um, AJ Brown during the season will have a huge buy window, but when the season's over, I, I don't think he'll be anywhere near that twenty range. Personally, I think he'll stay quite a bit higher because there's a big name, and he's he's three years what, still what, he's still three years bit, away from thirty. What's quite a bit higher for you? Uh, I, I think safely inside the top fifteen. Like he'll he'll he's still going to have that. Like you're looking at all the guys right now that are that have, that have dipped down. You're kind of talking about. You're looking at like Diggs is basically thirty right now, right? Like all yeah. these guys are essentially thirty. AJ Brown is still two three years from being thirty, so so he'd be more. It, like I think DK it'll Metcalf. it'll bounce back uh, better. Yeah, DK Metcalf, but on a good on an offense that we think is more high high powered. So I think that's the difference for me with uh okay. AJ Brown will bounce back specifically well, with this player. But can you say there's a realistic scenario though that that happens? Devonte Adams does what Devonte Adams has been doing even with shitty quarterback play, not sure. Aaron Rodgers. Realistic, yeah, absolutely. And Devonte Adams is so still somewhere around people's wide receiver 12 to 15 and in the same range. At the end of the season or next year. He'd be yeah, well, I'm sa- what I'm saying here's what I'm saying again about Devonte Adams. Even if let's say in the scenario where he stays healthy the whole year and, and does really well. Now that what you should care about is winning the title. That gives you the best chance if they both stay healthy and and like play well. You have right. a better chance to win the title with those two. Going into next year, though, if every all three of these guys stay healthy, A.J. Brown might tread down a little bit just because of the age and the way that people get crazy about that in the, the summer. But you're looking at those – Brandon Cooks and Devontae Adams literally coming off of good years will take a value dip just because of age. Like it's just – that's my point with those type of assets that are so old. They are so much more rigid. How many people will take them in a trade – What's going to guarantee happen to them, regardless of if they play well or don't? So that's it's more on that lens. Like there's other ways to look at it outside of those two specific guys. Like if you're looking at you know taking the two for one, and those guys aren't as old and don't have as crusty of a name, totally different situation. I think. I think I think they're all going to be player and market specific for me when I look at any type of trade like that. Though, I get it. I get it. Um... I think this is too though. It just highlights the difference in like how much more risk averse I'm, or not risk. Uh, I don't know what's the opposite of averse. <laughs> like risky daredevil. 
I don't give a shit. <laughs> Whatever the word is for the opposite of risk averse, that's what I am in best ball because because you have so many more outs. Like it's so much easier, right? Uh, the one thing about best ball, especially when we start talking high level warp and we start talking about that, and you and Scott talked about it, was like in best ball, you capture all of that warp. Mm-hmm. Like there is no lineup decisions. There's no listening to Mike and Adam give you the wrong guy to start on Sunday. Right? There's none of that. Okay. In best ball, you get the right guy to start every single week, as long as they're on your roster. So I'm a little bit more risky when it comes to the fact that, you know, Devontae Adams or Brandon Cooks in this example, like the market doesn't really lend itself where I really care that much, especially at the wide receiver position, because we've learned through the best ball, or at least I have that, that just more bodies and more shots, especially at the wide receiver position, is always good. Even if I'm taking a market loss, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, that's paying off for me. Well, like it, I, ha- it has to I be catastrophic think... for me on the teardown in order for it to go wrong. Well, I so here, here's a, I think actually, Mike, because um, l- l- let's talk about this on a lens of also the evolving of best ball, the evolving of this show, the evolving of other shows and contents that cover this right the how many more leagues now and how many people play in a ton of leagues that are best ball on sleeper and we've highlighted the reasons why you know if you're here you already know you already know that there's so many good things about doing it over the over the last two years which is when we played the majority of getting really into this yeah i i kind of want to talk about the involvement kind of like scott was in his podcast but what we need to look for and I think things that we need to try to maybe not overthink, but just I, things to think about in sharpening processes. So one thing I've noticed, Mike, is that these last couple of years, like this last year, especially back half, like people sometimes in certain settings are so desperate to tear down. It's actually better to tear up. And I know we wanted to talk about this a little bit. I think this is a good way to just quickly touch on tearing up too. Yeah. We don't have to get the whole, the whole nine yards in on this one, but. Like, because that, if that economy becomes the, the thing, if everyone's talking about tearing down is cool, like, you know, there's a tear down king out there and there's, I mean, tearing down is how you win, right? Yeah, that's how like, you do it, right? Yeah. There's two, there's two levels to this. One, Mike, when you were making the, like, for example, when you won the bomb squad, right? Let's call it what it was. At that point, everyone in that market didn't really buy in enough. They may have ag- acknowledged tear down, best ball, depth matters, all that stuff, right? But nobody really, like, leaned into it outside of you. Not enough, anyway. I mean, you, you, right. you're right. What you talked about earlier was like, yeah, you, I'm just going to body you with depth. I mean, it's old school Shaquille O'Neal, right? I don't care how much, even if you fought, eventually that big body's coming through and throwing you out of the way. Like, you, you just can't hang right. over the course of time. You, cool. you can dunked on, like, that uh, New York Knicks guy. Dudley. What was that dude's name? Jared Dudley, Dudley man. <laughs> throwing the ball. Or Chris Dudley. Throwing the ball back. Chris right? Dudley. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but really, like, that... Is the way, and then now, right? You're looking at last year, like the average person is is managing their team differently than that was, right? So now right. you're looking at not saying that you don't want to tear down, but the opportunities for tear down are less. The opportunities really to have that big body. The game's kind of evolved, just like Shaq. How many guys you see out here doing that now? Because <laughs> those because those, those dudes, guess what happens when when the game changed? Shaq's not going out there and going to be able to take a switch and stay out with Curry. And and the market's different now. Even last year, and I think now this year, think about things like this. You make a deal like that because you're like, okay, I'm going to do this over and over and over again. Yeah, like in theory, absolutely. We, Mike, you and I have seen it work. But if you can't do that over and over, like did you just make one trade that now you're basically betting on situations when the market's not as friendly to older guys as, as they are to an A.J. Brown type, right? Where – realistically like you might be able to pick up the plus of a brandon cooks and i know we say how many times you might be able to do that on the wire or send a third or a second so so for me i think it's almost tightening up how i'm getting to the threshold numbers and the roster construction that i'm doing and what i'm losing in market value i think that's the edge in like really tightening up the new process exactly what you're saying though like i've seen people and we've seen them in this league where they do get two in enthralled with with tearing down right they 
they get too crazy. And like I said, the, the by the way, Barry, I, gave, I just wanted to say this. Barry's gotcha. It's it's wrist, uh, wrist tolerant. There you go. Um, we, we we got <laughs> thanks DB. We got DB with the uh, the thesaurus. The you know whatever you. <laughs> this need, is buddy. why this is why we do it live, so I can learn new vocabulary, and not sound stupid. But you know, like I said, uh, Tyler Lockie, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, like that tier. Jaden Reed, Jonathan Mingo at the bottom of it. Like I'm I'm comfortable doing it, Adam. But to your point, like I've seen people get even crustier than that to the point where even I go, man, if this was the cost to tear up, I want to be on the other side of it. Like I want to zig when other people are zagging. It's the same thing when I do a startup draft. So if if the cost of the tear up for me was Jalen Hyatt and Devontae Adams to go to A.J. Brown, as much as I want to tear down in a best ball and I'm willing to get crusty. Tell me we're saying see ya. I'm begging you. (laughs) At some point, right, that flips and you go – you guys but, have a good one. I'm going can, to AJ Brown. Can we talk about why that is? Because I think that is see right there. That what what in essence that is, that's what you have to monitor in particular on a best ball roster. I know this is a tear down tear up episode, but we, we ended up talking in the best ball lens like we normally do. Specifically in best ball, why is that important, which you just made that trade for? Why? Yeah, why, why? it's important. It, it's it's because Jalen Hyatt has absolutely no proof. And right. like realistic Nothing. guarantee of production could be a zero, could be a zero, Easy. or just very, very inconsistent. He might give you two weeks of who knows, you know? Yeah, he he might not make a lineup at all, to be honest. <clears throat> well, he won't be a zero, but you know, if he's wide receiver twenty eight tops two times during the year, it did nothing for me in a twelve team league. Right. Give zero. He, I don't care how many roster spots you have; it it didn't matter. He didn't make your team. Nothing. He, he didn't wasn't make your lineup at often at all, if ever. And exactly what you were saying, like. I can find that kind of production for fourth round picks sometimes. I might pick a dude up off of waivers for one week. You specifically know this one because you beat my ass with a Trent Irwin pickup in the playoffs. <laughs> like, Which, Mike, let's just talk about that though. That's I, I think one of the things we have to always be careful of is not not first of all, it's not saying like the process that you won off in the bomb squad in twenty twenty one. Yeah. That that process is absolutely still correct. But it's more known now, and more people play that way. So now we have to kind of like you know constantly evolve with what's happening. I'm not saying you can't make those trades if you if you play in a market where it's a lot of newer best ball players. Yeah, do this one, two, three, and all the way down, dude. You're fine. But sometimes you can get a Trent Irwin. Like if you just stay diligent, especially in the money weeks. Trent Irwin gave you. Think about this for a second. Trent Irwin gave you more than what Brandon Cooks and how many players would have given you and what'd you spend on him? Nothing. Nothing. You didn't lose your market. I think that's one of the things that when we're getting to edges and teardowns now, like that's what I pay attention to. doesn't mean I'm right. I'm just telling you like that's one of the things I'm a little more cognizant of in a trade. Like I could end up being totally wrong. I could be like, why did I take, why did I not take this, right? Like hindsight's 2020 on a lot of that. But for me, I'm kind of a little more uh, picky, um, especially if I know I can't, my markets now, Mike, I know I can't tear down very often. I don't have the chance to do it over and over anymore because people all listen to us and nobody wants to let me get those tear downs in best ball leagues. Right, so you're almost in the the opposite end, right? You're zigging when everybody's zagging and you're trying to I, – I think you and I selective, kind of are in the same. Selective, I think, is the word I'm looking for. I'm a little more selective, right? I, I believe that. I think we both are. I think even me, Mr. Super Crusty, and you've seen some god-awful like tear downs that I've gotten – just bent over Don't, you know this is our first time uh, doing 40 over here just <laughs> but, le- leave the details out of the right. show for everybody but you, all right you've seen you've seen some horrible ones that i've put out there and like gotten ragged on and they, they've turned out correct and now people are a little bit more cognizant of that um i will say this yes i, th- I think i'm also a lot more selective on what i want to do and almost too like i feel the need we figured out Right? Can you can overwhelm somebody with depth, Adam? Like you absolutely can. And and a, a depth squad nine times out of ten is going to beat a a star studded squad, right? The the Patrick Mahomes, the Travis Kelsey, the the uh, Devonte Adams, you know, the Tyreek Hill. Like if that's what they got, that looks awesome on paper. Their starters look great. And then you look at their bench, and you know they got a their best bench players like Hunter Henry. <laughs> you're going well. You're fucked. <laughs> like. I, I also kind of want to figure out, like, I want to see what the other side is, right? I also want to see if I can build a consistently championship squad. And that's the great thing about our portfolio is you got multiple opportunities to try to do this. A championship squad in best ball out of, out of stars. 
and by doing it by up tiering. But you still got to be selective, right? You still got to be cognizant right. of that depth. You want to find the that, biggest thing, man. I want to find that fine line, Adam, because you you talked about bomb squad, and that was one of those where it was like top to bottom on that roster. Everybody fit a role, right? It was yeah. only like twenty five bench spots, but mm-hmm. all twenty five guys you'd look at every single week, and you go, "Yeah, this dude could enter yeah. Mike's lineup at any given time." But but you know what maybe, else? Go ahead. I'm, I'm trying to find that one that maybe I can get by with seven of those bench spots right like seven of you get your starters i don't remember what it was a start 10 so like maybe 17 guys yeah yeah. like maybe 17 guys Mm. like a core group of 17 and the other eight don't really matter you know what i mean like yeah because you can turn over because you can turn over those spots with the the waiver wire and you can actually like make sure you like captured the waiver wire too but the other thing too i think we have to remember is like you were talking about the depth squad and I think I, I've been on builds like this. I've, I've seen some of yours where, man, you look at this team and you're like, man, depth-wise, there's no way. Like, there's just – there's no way this is not the deepest team. But it can lack some punch power, right? It can lack some punching power at the top. And, one, like, your, your bomb squad, Zero. man, you you didn't just have the depth. You landed at absolute steel value, Debo at, at wide receiver three, Cooper Cup was, you know, at that offseason, believe it or not, people, he was – there was a lot of debate, Robert Woods and him, right? right. Like, you landed right. those two at value. So so you had – you packed, like, heavy punch and depth. So I think another thing is, like, making sure you have a blend of – you want to have a couple guys that can throw some absolute haymakers. One one punch, like, knockout type blows. Like, holy shit. Even in best ball start 12, that 40 points that Cooper Cup just got you, that could still be what won the week. Even then, right? But also making sure you're not like, okay, well, if you have that 40 p- points, but you don't have any depth to back it up, like that, that they eat that blow, right? Like there's a, it's a yeah. combination of like star power and having depth, I think is a big, big thing. And that's why like trading away a guy quite as high as AJ Brown for me, I'm going to be a titch more selective, not just because of his market, but because weekly what he's capable of doing on the high end, if I roster gross stuff at the bottom. That, that, I guess, is the best way I can kind of put into words what I'm talking about with a guy like A.J. Brown versus when we're getting down into, like, D.K. Metcalf range. It's not even that I don't think they're both elite players, but the situation isn't and the market isn't. So that's that that's my, like, uh, reasoning on, like, an A.J. Brown type specifically. I get you, buddy. I'm glad we did this one, and we're, we're going to try to take some stuff back to basic. But now that we're on YouTube right we're we're spreading our wings a little bit it'll still be on podcast form so if you're listening to it on podcast great go check it out or if you don't like watching on youtube and you want to make sure that you can watch it on podcast form south Harmon dynasty football apple spotify we got america's game over there we're going to be having some more stuff uh i'll be talking with my man adam tonight too like i think i'm gonna have a uh a solo show uh, over there um not not solo but more interviewee <laughs> more interviewee 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 oh. like okay. uh interviewer interviewer that's so jesus thanks db's in here so he probably correct that. i'm not going to be the interviewee i'll be the interviewer but uh we got some things in the works south Harmon's really blown up but we appreciate everybody tapping in 40 chess live for the patrons so uh in case you're watching this back if you're a patron of ours uh, I try to make sure that I'll send it out in the patreon link every single week when we're going live and what time i'll give you the link um and uh, we'll post in the Discord as well. So if you're a patron, you can watch it live, interact. We got some guys in here already, which is awesome. Some people in here chopping it up. But uh, it'll be on YouTube every week. It'll also be on podcast form. So you know and love it in case you're uh, one of those guys who likes to listen to it, you know, driving to work or working out in the gym. Or, you sure. know, if it was like me, uh, you know, you take those uh, those work shits quite often in the morning so you can get your podcast in it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and right now there's still no football being played, so – whether it is or isn't like there's a little more time right now if you're like man i'm I'm driving into work and i heard this and i'm like you know what i could kind of tell like mike and adam at this point there's a little there's a little debate there's a little like a little animosity there's a little here, right? you know what I, let, let me let me let me catch that part on the youtube i want to see like was mcnutted mad was adam mad like i want to see i want to see the faces during these times so don't be don't hesitate to catch us both um especially while there's not you know 18 million games you're trying to watch every week and, and and one thing too, like the the YouTube audience especially, because it's so easy to see when you guys uh, comment away on the video, the interaction. If there's something out there that's just really bothering you as far as like strategy talk, or you'd like to see us dive into it more, this is what this podcast is going to be for. This is what this show is going to be. 
let us know, man. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate at all. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what we can do, man. Adam and I could literally talk about flavors of water for two hours, and uh, it probably still wouldn't mm-hmm. be enough. We'd find something else to discuss. <laughs> so. Let's just say um, you could have caught us at the expo talking about any number of things at any number of hours, <laughs> oh. and this is not, you know, nothing's off the table as far as discussion, <laughs> hours, sleep, not sleep. Uh, just you know, we got you. So let us know what your feedback is. I hope this one was valuable. I think. I, I'm just going to say this, Dynasty Degenerates. I, I think that if you try to predict the future too much, you're going to drive yourself crazy because you cannot do that. I don't care if it's player values, if it's uh, players that have you know their points per game, like who's going to definitely smash. There's so much about the future we don't know. But I think one thing about the future to always keep in mind is that as the game evolves, how are you going to make sure you don't get stuck and just – I'm not even saying you still don't do the same things you've done in the past, but what is your new edge? Like, how are you going to um, adapt as the game goes on? I think one of the biggest things in life for me is resiliency, right? How are, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter how the market changes, are you resilient? Can you change and adapt to what's coming in front of you? And in Dynasty, which I'm playing with you, hypothetically for Infinity, oh. <laughs> Mike, you guys want to talk? believe me I'll be resilient as hell in that and just remember when your league mates are playing chess play 40 chess oh man it's so good to hear that again I love you buddy thank you for being on this ride with me uh 40 chess we are back back and ever back better than ever and I thank everybody who tapped in and who's going to tap in we appreciate you just do us a favor hit that like subscribe if you're watching on YouTube Rate us on the podcast forum. Tell us we're dumb. doesn't really matter. I love y'all. I appreciate everybody tapping in. We're bouncing out of here. Peace. Peace.